And the Lord said to Satan, Remember, this had happened after Satan was cast down onto the earth after he rebelled with one tenth of the angels in heaven. And after that event, he, Satan, went back to God when the angels of God were presented a document and a report about their encounter and their activities on earth. They went to want to present a report to God. Satan also came to present a report. Are we okay? Yes, yes. But what did God do then? From where did you come? Then Satan answered Lord, man of God. So God questioned Satan, where did you come from? Satan answered, I went to and flow. But wait, before then, scripture says that, the preceding scripture says that, then the angels of God appeared unto God to present a report to God. And Satan equally appeared. However, God did not question the angels to bring their report. He questioned Satan first. Why was he giving Satan priorities over the angels? One of the things I want you to understand is that God still loves the devil. Are we okay? God still loves Satan. If we should conclude that God doesn't love Satan because he casted him out of heaven, then we are trying to say that God has a limit to his love. And yet, scripture makes us understand there is no limit to the love of God. Not even unto Satan. Not, not only unto humans, but also extend to other spiritual beings. So, God still loves Satan right now. And I explained the other time when we were having a one man beyond the natural, and I said, one of the reasons why God did not kill Satan after he rebelled was because he still loved him. And this time period is being given for Satan to repent, even though we know he won't repent. And again, I taught you a message about understanding love. And I said, when you are being punished by a father, when you are being disciplined by a father, it is not unto destruction, but it is unto correction. And anytime you are being corrected, it is a sign that you are being loved. Are you there? So when God casted Satan out of heaven, it was a sign of love. The punishment God gave to Satan was actually a sign of love. Are we okay? Are we okay? Just like I said, Mr. Munkaya wanted to punish me when I was wearing shorts. If he had punished me then, why, why was he going to punish me? Because I'm not in the prescribed attire for the class. And that was to make me good and not to destroy me. So what God was doing at that instant was to make Satan so why didn't Satan choose that? Okay, my father who created me had casted me onto the earth from the home that he created me in. And he's casting me onto the earth. Why didn't Satan then ask for forgiveness of sin? Why then did he repent? And most people say that we do not hear the other side of the story of Satan. We only hear the side of God. But are you sure we only hear the side of God? Satan began to speak. Up to in his quest or his activities. Satan still reports to God. Satan still talks to God. Up to today. Discussions have been going on between Satan and God about you. Are we okay? Man of God, can you go on? And Satan answered the Lord, Thank you, Jesus. from going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. Okay. So Satan answered, I have been going on the earth to and fro, up and down. He has been going. You see, 
That tells us one limitation about a devil. The limitation about a devil here is that he moves to and flow. He is not omnipresent. The devil cannot be at two places at a time. The devil cannot be where? Two places at a time. Unlike God who is omnipresent, who can be at different places at a time. The devil is limited here. As much as the devil cannot be in two different places at a time, he has his agent who can be at different places for his sake. Are we okay? Alright, so the devil has people who are at different places for his sake. So he goes to and flow, which makes his work and his ability to uh, deceive people even limited. There is a limitation to his ability to be able to deceive people. Man of God, can you move on? He was brought to and flow. He was working. Okay, verse 8. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said to Satan, mm -hmm. Have you considered my servant Job? Then he asked him, Have you considered my servant Job? Mind you, God is having a chat with Satan. Satan rebelled against God. God casted Satan out with also the people that believe in the deception of Satan. Most of us believe that the angels of God are very holy and because of the fact that they are holy and they are saints, they cannot sin against God. Angels can equally disobey and sin against God. The scripture proves Scripture says that the more the angels obey God, the more they grow in strength. So the ranks of angels are being lifted up the moment they obey God. And scripture also says that the moment we are obedient and faithful in our calling, the Lord grants us more grace and us up to us. Are we okay? So then we understand here that God still speaks to Satan. However, the relationship between God and Satan is not father and son anymore. Listen, God still speaks to Satan, but the relationship between Satan and God now is not father and son, but they still talk. They still talk and Satan still gives account to Satan. Which means that the fact that you are talking to God doesn't necessarily mean that God considers you as a son. And that's why the Father, we cast the demons in your name. We healed many people in your name. He said, depart from me, I knew you not. So it is able, it is possible for you to operate in diverse giftings and still God is not with you. It is able to see me here. I can work all the miracles you've seen me work out and yet God is still not with me. How is it possible? You may ask because God gives us gifts. God gave the devil gift. The devil is not only a singer. He's a deceiver. He's one that beguiles us. He's the one that lures us. He deceives us. It's a gift. But, you see, okay, let me see this. The devil doesn't need the devil to work out miracles. Listen. The devil doesn't need the devil to do things. You know, for the devil to be able to use man, you will need the, the existence of the influence of the devil, be it Satan himself or his agents, be it demons. Are we okay? Do we agree? Yes. But the devil himself, if he's going to work out iniquity, he doesn't need himself to work out iniquity. He needs the anointing of God. The devil doesn't have any anointing on his own. The anointing the devil has was given to him by God. However, that anointing the devil had, has has been corrupted. We should understand that fact. The anointing that was given to the devil had been corrupted. So even though he speaks to God, even though he works out miracles, but they are what lying wonders. Scripture says they are what they are what lying wonders. They are wonders, but they are lying wonders. In other words, that wonders have been corrupted. So every believer has been gifted by God. So has the devil been gifted. And yet every believer can corrupt the giftings of God upon their life. Your gift is able to be corrupted. 
Are we okay? Yeah. Right now, our giftings are incorruptible, but it can be corrupted. The devil had an uncorrupted gift, but the gift became corrupted as we go further. Scripture says, until the time that iniquity entered him. So until then, he was Lucifer. He was doing all that he was doing in the right perspective. He was working in the oil that God gave him in the right perspective. But the day iniquity entered him, his anointing that God gave him was corrupted. So whatever God gives you, he's not going to take it from you. And that's why I taught you the message, give and take God. And I explained that it's not a God that gives and take. So when God gives a person, he doesn't kill the person. And I explained to you how people die. Hallelujah. So then when God gives a gift to someone, he doesn't take it back. But what you do with it, you will account for it. So then I am here. God has given me a gift. It is up to me to choose what I do with it. Either I magnify it or I stay in that same level that God gave it to me. Either way, I will account for it. Now, either be rewarded or the reward will be restrained for me. So the same way the devil has been gifted and he's still giving accounts to God. Your gifts can be corrupted. And anytime the giver of the gifts gives the gift to the receiver of the gift, the giver of the gift can separate himself or disassociate himself from the person he is giving the gift to or from the gift. So, alright, if this is my phone, or let's say the manufacturer of phones, manufacturer of phones, right? When you have the manufacturer of phones, do you have the manufacturer with you before you can use your phone? Do you need a manufacturer of your phone before you can use your phone? Do you need a manufacturer of your shoe before you can use your shoe? So you use your shoe without the manufacturer. You use your phone without the manufacturer. Therefore, it also means that we can be able to function even without the presence of God. So long as we have the gift of God in us. Are we okay? So long as we have the gift God has given us, we can do it. So, okay, the choir have the gift of singing. Okay, they can sing, right? Do you need God before you can sing? Are people not singing without God? Are they not? That's the same way people can do evil and work as agents of Satan without having God in them. That's the same way men of God who are not also in tune with the incorruptible gift of God, they can be corrupted and still be working out miracles. And you will say, you will say they will mention the name Jesus for and people are finding the power of God. And then what you say, let the leg grow and the leg is growing. And yet we marvel. And yet we do not know that we must test our spirit because the source of those things is not from God. The gift has been corrupted. And without the spirit of discernment, how can we know if a man of God's gift is corrupted? The way some of you are going and you are honoring me, if you don't take care, you will not be able to know when I have deviated from God. <laughs> the way you see me, if you don't take care, you will not know. You will not know. Many men of God have deviated. Many men, men if, you, if you see, one time one campus and the Lord spoke to me about a, a campus ministry, that time it was deeper life or so. The Lord said something to me about it. And some people were going for some meeting and I stopped them about certain things that the Lord said. Just recently, the general overseer of deeper life at Nigeria, he came out to say there were certain things that he placed, in, he put in place in his ministry, that he has grown to know that he are not scriptural, he made it himself. And that he was going to change all those things before he dies. He's one of the pastors who have the largest church in Nigeria. Go check him out. He said that statement. So, it will only take a wise man to make you know 
that he has deviated and that he wants to go on the right path. Others have deviated and they are ashamed to tell you they have deviated and they want to come in the right path. And they will be hiding it from you and they will be doing things because what? You are hating their papa. You are hating their prophesy. So, be careful of gifts. Always go for the spirit, the source. Always go for what? The source. Because someone can operate with giftings and God is not with them. And again, as much as the manufacturer has given you the phone, you've bought the phone and you're using the phone, you have the phone, you can equally use the phone to a lesser efficient rate. So I have my phone here. I do many things on my phone, but I don't have iTunes music. I have iTunes music on my phone, but I don't use it. If I'm going to play music, I play music from WhatsApp. Do you get it? Are you here? There are other apps that can make you listen to music. But, but iPhone has placed iTunes there for you to be able to listen to music and make two other things. We have even iMessage. But some people prefer to use the normal messages. Which means that I am not using the gift given to me at a much efficient rate. So it is possible that the gift that God has given to you, you are not using it at a much efficient rate. And any manufacturer that manufactures something plays a manual before the thing that they have manufactured. And God has equally given us a manual. For the manufacturer to give you the manual, it means that he wants you to operate that thing he has given you at a higher efficient rate. Yet many of us have the scripture with us and we are waiting for Bishop to preach to us on what? Sunday, before we hear the word of God. If it's not Sunday, we don't listen to the word of God. If it's not Sunday, we don't open our Bible. Even if you don't understand this, we don't open our Bible. If I should ask what was preached on Sunday last week, some of you might not even be able to even remember. Why? And yet those manuals that have been imprinted in you or have been ministered to you and explained to you are to make you operate at efficient level. But some of us begin to be much lazy. We are much lazy. So I can be here and say, okay, uh, you know we have uh, this Siri. Alex, Alexa or what? Alexis. Okay, so we can begin to say, Alexa, play music. You get it? So, Alexa now becomes the man of God. So instead of us going to the machine or the thing God has given to us and begin to operate it ourselves to get things work out for us, we go to Alexa, the man of God. We go to Siri. Siri, call, call this one for me. And Siri also makes a call. Siri, play this song for me. And Siri also goes around and plays it. So we go to the man of God. Papa. I'm going through this, this, and this, and that. I want you to help me. But what you do not know is that the more you keep going to your man of God about issues, the more efficient you are making the man of God operate, the more you are making the man of God grow. But the thing is that you begin to reduce spiritually because you are not operating, you are only drawing from your man of God. Are we okay? So there are many people when it comes to work, alright? When it comes to work, homework and all that, they make other people do it for them. I'll be the best victim of it too. So when that particular thing comes in exam, they say teacher hand train. The teacher taught it. And even sometimes, before even an exam comes, they give us those questions, exam questions in homeworks. But you don't know how to ask those questions in exam because you didn't do the homework. I'll be okay. So anytime you close the Bible, you don't read the manual God has given to us, 
you are making yourself not operate at an efficient rate. I am not the only person who's supposed to prophesy. I am not the only person who's supposed to see visions. I'm not the only person supposed to write out miracles. I'm not the only person supposed to make it to heaven. We are all supposed to do so. We are all supposed to do so. He has given us gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gift of exhortation. The gift of prophecy. The gift of working out miracles. The gift of speaking in tongues. The gift of interpretation of tongues. The gift of diverse tongues. Speaking different languages. You don't need to go to any linguistic school to understand. No. By the Holy Spirit, you can, you can interpret different languages of different countries. But what are we doing with our gift? We are comfortable with speaking in tongues. We don't go beyond speaking in tongues. What about we wanting to also interpret tongues? And some people are good at language. And yet they don't know that it's a gift they need to cultivate because God can work through that and give them an opening. And we will say they are, they are doing lafa, lafa. Some people do voiceover. There is more to those people than what they're doing. These people do voiceover. There's more to them. And people, when, when you have a country where the system is working, the voiceover people, they cash out. Go to Europe, the voiceover, they are cashing out. Watch cartoons, voiceovers. The characters are not there. They are just being uh, programmed on the computer. But the people doing voiceover and they earn more. Hallelujah. Amen. How efficient are you using the thing that God has given to you? Is Satan working with you? Have you separated from God? And yet you think God is with you? How you minister, how you do your things, even your own work, in your secular work, has God separated from you and you know it's not? The book of Judges said, and the Lord left me and I knew it not. Something said so. Has God separated from you or is God still with you? Some of you cannot even answer. You don't even know. You're asking yourself right now. Do you, is God with you or God is not with you? Yes, it is true you talk to God. It is true you receive prophecies. God is speaking. God is concerned about your life. He's giving you prophecy. He's telling you his mind about you. Doesn't mean you are his son. Because Satan went to God and they were chatting. Once again, when Satan went to God, he was not rolling on the floor. You get it? Satan walked to the presence of God and he began talking to God face to face. They were standing there talking. Satan wasn't rolling on the floor. Hey, tao, hey, tao. Fire, fire. He wasn't rolling on the floor. <laughs> Do we understand that? He wasn't rolling on the floor. He was standing before God. He was, God was asking him questions and he was answering him. He wasn't rolling on the floor. Who are you? Come on. No, 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 no. They were chatting. They were having a goddamn conversation. They were chatting like friends. God asked and Satan answers. They were talking. They were talking. So you can be talking to God, you can be praying, you can kneel down, do all the crying. And then suddenly the man of God's eyes open and begin to prophesy to you. And this is the voice of the Lord that I the Lord unto thee. And then God say and give details. Say, Father, you love me, thank you. And yet, even so, you are not a friend of God. God can talk to you, you can talk to God, and still he's not your friend. Satan is the proof of it. Satan is the proof of it. So you must go within you and settle that aspect of your life and be sure that you are not just praying and God is not just prophesying or speaking into your life. But there is a relationship between you and God. There must be a relationship between you and God. 
the relationship might not be between your man of God and your mentor or your man of God and God on your behalf. So now I'm going to God on your behalf. Can't you go to God? He says we should come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy. We should come, not only men of God. He said, let the priests come. So now let us all come. In the early days, they make the priest go. They, they pray over the ram, and now the ram, they put all the sins. So if Pastor uh, Minister Sandra has sinned against God, I, the priest, Mr. Sandra, will buy a goat, blameless, without spots, not black and white, not white, not uh, different colors, one color. And she brings it. And then I begin to confess the sins of Sandra upon the sheep. And I kill it and I sacrifice it to God on her behalf. And then God forgives her on her behalf based on what I have done for her. But when Jesus Christ died for us, she doesn't need to buy goods and come for me to pray over it, for God to do it for her. Sit down, we should come boldly and obtain mercy. We should come what? Boldly and obtain mercy. Come what? Boldly. You see, you are coming to obtain mercy, but you are supposed to come boldly. You that you need mercy, you are supposed to come boldly. In other words, there are things that people are involved in, and because they are not bold, they are not able to go to God, and the devil uses that inability to be bold to trap them in their sin. And then they lose the presence of God, and they lose the relationship God has with them. Remember, not all that glitters is gold. Not everyone rolling on the floor. When someone speaks and people are rolling on the floor, doesn't necessarily mean that God is the one doing it. I've seen those things before. We work out miracles here. We do these and people are on the floor. But we should be very careful that we don't get to a point where those things are being done and yet God is not in it. Because it's possible for people to be rolling on the floor and God is not in it. Is God with you? Bible says that and the fame of Joshua spread abroad because God was with him. Not that he was with God, God was with Joshua. Because of that, his fame spread abroad. Is God with you? Or is Bishop is with Bishop is the one with you? So I'm celebrating my bishop. So far as Bishop is dead, there know all. My goodness. Master, I'm not God. If I did not mean say God did. If I did, you know me say God did. That's why Paul said, imitate me even as I imitate Christ. Because there can be a point where you can deviate from imitating Christ. Are we okay here? Alright, let's read Ezekiel. Chapter 28, the verse 13 to 15, there we go. Ezekiel 28, verse 13 to 15. Yes, you were in Italy, mm-hmm. the garden of God. Now watch this. When God created Satan, he did not remain in heaven. He was first placed in Eden. The first person or the spirit that God had an encounter into Eden was not Adam and Eve, but Satan. Satan was placed in Eden to do what? Mm-hmm. Every precious stone was your covering. Listen to this. Satan had precious stones. Do you know precious stones? Minerals. 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 You, let's assume you build a house. When you are roofing the house, what do you use? Aluminum. You use zinc. You use many other things. 
Satan had gold, minerals, precious stones. Not even as a building. I'm just using that as an example. But he had that as his covering. Imagine. Many of you think Satan is ugly and scary. Boy. That guy is beautiful. If when you look at the description of the embodiment of Satan, you will even jealous Satan. A, a, a spirit or a terror that when he walks around, music is being created. He walks around and beats are created. And scripture says that his covering <coughs> are precious stones. So if I'm supposed to say this suit is my covering, imagine Satan wearing suit that are made of precious stones. Like the rope of Joseph. Like the rope of Joseph. One of God, continue. The carnally, mm -hmm. topaz, mm -hmm. jasper, mm -hmm. chrysolite, mm -hmm. beryl, mm -hmm. onyx, mm -hmm. and emerald. Okay. And your settings and your sockets mm -hmm. and engravings okay. were wrapped in gold. So all these things that see, Satan's embodiment are wrapped in gold. That is why he says, I can give you the riches of this world. He is able, what? He was not lying. Satan is not going to take from God and give it to you. He's going to take from himself and give it to you. He has gold. So when Satan is promising riches, he's not lying. He's saying the truth. Oh my God. But you see, at first, the scripture called him Iwa, the cherub that was placed in Eden. The cherub. People, mis people misunderstand this. Cherubs, seraphims are not angels. They are other creatures of God, other living creatures of God. Cherubs, seraphims are not angels, but they have the form of angels, but they're not angels. They, are, they have a higher rank, they are different. The other angels that are higher are the archangels. These cherubs and seraphims are different. They don't even need wings. Only a few have wings. Satan so doesn't use wings. I said this guy is handsome. You have no idea. Oh, no, God, then. Oh. On the day that you were created, mm -hmm. you were prepared. Okay. Verse 14. Okay. You were anointed cherub. That covers with outshadowing wings. He and was what you saw. He was what? The anointed cherub. He was what? The anointed oh, come cherub. Come on, he was what? The anointed cherub. He was what? He was the anointed cherub. Satan is anointed. Satan can anoint you into ministry. Satan can anoint you to do things. Satan is an, he's an anointed cherub. And when he when, when he was cast down, see, the anointing of Satan upon his life was one of the reasons why he was able to deceive one third of the angels in heaven. Now, scripture says we have come to the company of innumerable angels, uncountable angels. We, Christians, have come, me as a believer, individual, I have come unto Mount Zion, a company of innumerable angels, which means that the angels in heaven are infinite. So, even if we are supposed to say the angels in heaven are infinite because we cannot count earthly, on earthly realm, if we should say that the angels are about 7 billion or 8 billion angels times 1 over 3 or the simple mass 7 billion divided by 3 we will get the 
number of angels Satan was able to lie to. You just divide 3 by 7 billion. Because 7 billion is not even infinity. And you will see that how can, how can one person lie to that number of people? That number of spirits who are supposed to be seen as saints in heaven. Angels. We see them as saints. Holy. And yet they were lied to by Satan. What message did he preach? What message did Satan preach? With which anointing did Satan preach that he was able to convince those people? Satan is anointed, don't be deceived. But then again, he called him on the anointed cherub. Satan still remains a cherub. So everything a cherub can do, Satan can do still. The fact that he rebelled against God doesn't mean that he ceases to be cherub. He still remains a cherub. If any person rebels against me here, does that change their name from what they are? If they are Amma, does it mean that because they have rebelled against me, they will never be called Amma again? They are still Amma. They still have two eyes. They still have two legs. They still have two hands. But they rebelled. Satan rebelled. He was an anointed cherub. He still lived with, lived with his anointing and still being a cherub. The name just changed. Doesn't mean the personality actually changed. His features did not really change. Did not really change. Man of God, can you read on? Verse 15. And I said to you so, mm -hmm. you were upon the holy mountain of God. Mm -hmm. You walked up and down. He was where? Upon the holy mountain of God. He, Satan was up. Before he became Satan, he was anointed cherub. He was walking upon the holy mountain of God, even when Jesus was. Holy mountain, it's a holy mountain, but still at the holy place, iniquity entered him and he became Satan. It is possible for iniquity to enter you even in church. People speak of us in church and they leave church and they begin to backslide. They were at the holy place and iniquity entered. The children of God gathered and Satan entered. He also became their mess. Satan. No, they fear God in presence. You know, be like, if they go there every day, he went there to talk about you. If they go there to talk about you. So why do people fall under the power of God? Why do demons fall and begin to manifest? If Satan is not afraid of the presence of God and he doesn't fall and roll around, it's because they are not cherubs. And because of who they are, their ability that they have, they cannot stand the presence of God. Are we okay? Their ability cannot stand the presence of God. That's why when they meet the presence of God, they begin to roll around. But Satan will still come up and still be talking to God here and will be surprised that Satan will have him, sir. But a demon cannot have that him. And that's why Satan can confront you and be talking to you. And he will not roll around. That's why Satan can talk to you and you'll be hearing him fine. Loud and clear. You will not test him at too much. You will hear Satan loud and clear. Even though you have the Holy Spirit in you. Lastly, you walk up and down in the midst of the stones of fire, like the paperwork of the glimmer. Do you know how angry this guy is? I'm not magnifying Satan. I'm just making you see his abilities. 
So you know where you will pass. And then you will know how God has made you and how you can overcome him. I'm not in any way magnifying him. If we see, if we should lie to you about these things, then you will be able to make a loophole. There will be a gap in your life where he can enter and lie to you. Satan is able to walk on stones and fire. And nothing happens to him. Do you see this? Monks. Monks. We see them mostly even in movies. They walk what on fire. You've watched a, a movie before about Mr. Bean. He was walking on fire and the fire was burning him. But after he went through the training of meditation, he could walk through fire. Walk on fire. Are you here at all? Satan can walk through fire and nothing happens to him. Why do you think he's the God of hell? When he's in hell, in charge of hell, the fire is not burning him. He is in his domain. So when we are here saying fire, 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 it does nothing to Satan. It is his resting place. <laughs> do you understand this? But do you, do you understand this? So when you are praying or talking, when you are declaring fire, fire, don't don't pray wrongly. Don't be declaring fire, fire on Satan. It will do nothing to him. Have you ever seen some people when they are delivering them and they are saying fire, fire, and the people are there, they are walking, they are smiling, they are laughing at them? Have you seen it before? During deliverance service? It talks about the wrath of that particular demon. You know the fear fire. Some demons fear death, death, and yeah. And that was what would cast them out. Others fear water. Others fear oil. Every spirit has their echiwadie. Put us here. Every spirit has a chiwadie. So for you to know the echiwadie of that spirit, then you can be able to cast that spirit out. It's not always about fire. It's not always about laying hands. So do we understand this? So you can pray all the fire you want to pray, Satan will not come out. You won't, you won't live your life. But that fire can might be able to cast out a demon out of your life, but not Satan. Are we okay? He walks on fire. He lives in fire. Hell, blending fire. He, he lives there. How can someone who lives in fire come out and you are taking fire into? Or you think that was a different kind of fire? God gave all the fire, but he goes before God. Nothing happened to him. If you go before God, God in fire, nothing happened to you, won't be a fire. It's not the same fire you get from God. One of God. Verse 15. You were blameless in your ways from the day. So at first, he was blameless. He was blessed in the Garden of Eden. Why do you think he came to lie to, uh, to Adam and Eve? That was where he was before Adam and Eve came home. He was there before Adam and Eve came. He was blessed in the Garden of Eden before Adam and Eve came. He wants his home back. He lied to them home. And so iniquity and guilt were found in him. Until iniquity was found in him and then he was taken out of that place and the same way he was taken out he had to do that to make Adam and Eve to be taken out so when Adam and Eve sinned against God and iniquity was found in them they also have to be taken out because if Satan was taken out and Adam and Eve are not taken out God is not fair he is not just so by all means even if God forgives Adam and Eve they will still have to be taken out so has God forgiven forgive Satan? What do you think? Oh, that's the answer. <laughs> has God forgiven Satan? What do you think? Oh, come on, you, you free. 
a few free, let's this. What do you think? Mr. Owner, I said no. He said what? He said yes. And he's still in hell. If he's been forgiven, why is he not in heaven? You don't have to ask me what if I forgive you. So okay, may I forgive you? So why haven't I brought you back to me? If I have forgiven you. I'm not saying God has not forgiven. I'm not saying God has forgiven. I'm just trying to just punch holes into every answer you give. As a matter of fact, God has forgiven Satan. God has forgiven Satan. 100%. And what? And what? But it doesn't mean that a father must not punish his son. It doesn't mean that because a father has forgiven his son, he must not correct the son. When the prodigal son left home, the father forgave the son. Only waiting for the son to come back. And the son is never coming. The son was roaming in mud, struggling. And yet the father came out to check the door to see if his son is coming back. He went out every time he was not coming. Until one day when he was coming. But the question is, as God is waiting for Satan, will he come? He kept going to God. But he, he doesn't go there because he wants to ask forgiveness of sin. Because he has regretted. He goes to go and give account of the bad things he's doing. Imagine. But God has forgiven Satan 100%. But it's up to Satan to get back home. If you do something against me, I can forgive you. But it's up to you to come back. You can choose to stay wherever you are. Are we okay? Are we okay? God has forgiven you. And if God can forgive Satan, God can equally forgive you. Let not any spirits lie to you. Let not any man lie to you.
Father, deliver us. You want to pray right now? You want to pray right now? You want to pray right now?